This episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is brought to you by Women at the Well four-day intensive workshops. Learn how to make peace with your past, find hope for your future, and become the sexually confident wife you deserve to be. Register today at shannonethridge.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Welcome to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. And Shannon, this is straight from the inbox at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Actually, this one might not be because I don't think you've read this one. This one might have just come straight to me. But Oh, really? So you're going to surprise me? I'm surprising you, girl. Yes. That's what I do. Can you come up with any more analogies? That's pretty good. You kind of you were on a roll there. I like that. <laughs> I'm on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Um, this is from somebody I know and have a relationship with and have for, had for a while. And it just says, Shannon, you've made quite an impact on my wife and I. And she hasn't even heard much of Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for helping Corey share all the fantastic ideas and knowledge with the world. Your voice has helped so very much. Wishing you continued success in all that you do next. So have to pass That's that awesome. straight along to you. Just because Thank you. it's very awesome, the, the feedback that's coming in to feedback at sexymergeradio.com. Because, you know, last week we announced the transitions that are coming up and mm-hmm. it's been flooded in with, hey, <laughs> I, I, I will miss you. You know, there's lots of messages coming through. I've been blown away. Yes. I I am definitely feeling the love. Not a single person has been like, good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And that's very good. <laughs> but, I mean, even if somebody like that, I guess, is listening and we're helping, I'm good with that. I mean, I, I would imagine you are, too. It's like, hey, we can still help even if people don't always agree because that's kind of been the coolest thing about Sexy Marriage Radio. Yep. As we try to agree to disagree on stuff, yes, we sure. can. And so, if you want, as to, long as marriages are getting stronger, exactly. If you want to send a, a message and let us know uh, what might help your marriage get stronger, or what we could do, or what we've totally missed and me- messed up and blown it, uh, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail 214 702 9565. And that's kind of fun to hear voices from our audience. I really love that you've added this feature, Corey. It's a very cool thing. But what's interesting is sometimes it gets mixed up. Somebody will call to leave a voicemail, and it's my phone that they call. They found my number for counseling. (laughs) And so it's like, (laughs) oh, okay, well, I'll just transfer that over. That's not a big deal. But but it's also interesting because um, you don't know this because on iTunes, I'm the one that kind of keeps track of where we are and what's going on. We just passed 500 reviews. On, Very cool. on iTunes and averaging at five stars. And so I love it because the message is getting through and it's resonating with people and and it's making an impact. So That is awesome. So Very few shows could say that they've had 500 reviews. Yes, that is true. And so that's, yeah. that's very cool. So speaking of the voicemail line, um, uh-huh. we got a caller from Turkey. Lo- love that. That that's bizarre to even think, but with technology today, I guess there's no crack or crevice of the world that we nope, can't reach. There is not. So here you go. Hi, Shannon and Corey. I am calling you from the country of Turkey. My husband and I have served here for over ten years, 
And uh, since we've lived overseas, I, um, well, we've had a great sex life for a whole marriage. We've been married for 25 years, but since we've been overseas, we've both gained some weight. And I would say my husband's gained about 80 pounds, and I've gained about 20 pounds. So recently, just in the past three months or so, I've really started to get fit and losing some weight and feeling really good about my body image whereas he is not motivated to lose weight. And I've said some things to him like, hey, when I press up against you, I, I want to feel all of you. Or I try to gently encourage him to lose weight by telling him how I want to live our lives together. And, and it's really important to me that we stay healthy so that we can go old together. But he is just not motivated, and it affects my desire. I've always been a high desire wife, but it has affected my desire just he's gotten a very unhealthy range. And so I guess my question for you is how do I encourage him to lose weight without him feeling undesired? And if he doesn't lose weight and maybe even continues to gain weight, how do I not let that affect me in the bedroom? Like how can I still be uh, completely present with him because, honestly, my mind wants to drift to a fantasy if I am not with someone who's, who is, you know, a good size. And so, anyway, those are my questions, and um, any insight you have on this would be appreciated. Again, I appreciate your ministry. Thanks. Well, there's honesty for you. Yes. Yes, it is. And that's a real struggle because Mm -hmm. how often do we face not even just on the weight and health issue, but on other issues where it really does impact your partner or their decisions or lack thereof to impact you. And they have real, real consequences, real things that are weighty and, and, and a struggle. No pun intended. I didn't really, I I realized that as soon as I said the word. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I know that some people listening may think, oh, that's so superficial. But the reality is, is if there's been that big of a change Mm -hmm. from the person that you married, I mean, like we all know that we're going to put on some pounds as we grow older and that we evolve and deteriorate Mm -hmm. and all that jazz. But the reality is, is that this woman is entitled to her feelings. Absolutely. Just like we say as counselors, feelings are never right or wrong. They're just feelings. And you can't, always help how you feel about a certain issue but the thing is is they're her feelings right whether they're his feelings or not we don't know two separate issues exactly yep actually actually from the caller i hear multiple issues going on this is not just one thing yeah i was drawing layers on my there's lots of different aspects so what how do you see it let's let's start there and then we'll i'll I'll go where i go and then we'll see where we go from there (laughs) Yeah. Well, again, her feelings are okay for her to have, mm-hmm. but because they're not his feelings and we, you know, I, one of the things that I remember most from the analogies that you've used through the years, Corey, is the hula hoop of, you know, you can only control what's inside your own hula hoop right. and you can't control what's inside someone else's hula hoop and his weight and his motivation to lose weight or not is just beyond her scope of control. Yep. So I was thinking about how 
it probably would be helpful to think of this season of life that they're in as just that a season. He hasn't okay. always been this heavy and hopefully he won't always be this heavy. You just don't know how long the season will last. And I realize that it's probably a bad analogy, but it's, it's the first one that came to mind that I think of how men have to just adjust their view of their wife when she's pregnant and nursing and her body is just, it looks totally different than okay. what it did. And he just has to understand that during these baby making years, it, it, it just, it things, looks things different. Things change. Exactly. But to remember back to what drew you to that person in the first place, chances were it wasn't that they had an amazing body and that 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 was all there was. Uh, Chances are there was a lot of things about that person that drew you. So focusing on those other things and hoping that the season will change and that they'll go back to being healthier could certainly, um, you know, give you maybe a thread of hope to hold on to. But I do love how she said that this is about wanting to grow old with him. Right. And so I would think that any conversation that, that she chooses to have, that focusing on it being a health issue versus a looks issue would be most helpful, most productive. Um, just okay. wanting him to be around for a long time, is that that's the main issue right there. It, yes, it is, as far as the way she sees it, but there's also an element of, and, and she's t- this is totally within her realm, in her wheelhouse, there's an element of, I want what I want mm-hmm. of you. I want, I want who you could be, who you were. I want a healthier iteration of you. And, I, and she, does, I, she doesn't want the layers of insulation separating the two of them. For, yes, and and... This is where it gets kind of weird in the sense of don't we try as the higher desire to control things and push our level of desire onto the lower in hopes that if they love me, they will honor my request completely, right? They'll hear it and they'll gladly do it and start just changing everything and being willing. In a perfect world. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even think in that case. I would imagine in Eden there was still an element of, really, Eve? Don't tell me what to do. Right, don't tell me what to do. And she's like, yeah, dude, don't tell me what to do too. You know, and just, so the, the thing that jumps out to me is the question of how do I express that interest and that desire without him feeling undesired. And I think you've got to separate those two things because to me, the whole point is him not feeling desired might be the only motivator that makes a change. How do you Ooh. flower this thing up? Let, <laughs> to, let it be a catalyst where, for change. Well, it's just that whole, you know, honey, if I really wish you would lose some weight and you would change some things, but if you don't, I'm okay with it. And that's basically what you're saying. If I'm not coming at it straightforward. Yeah. If you come at it with the whole, hey, you know what? This is bothering me. This is impacting my interest and desire in you. I'm not saying I'm leaving. I'm not saying it's a deal breaker, but I'm saying it does impact me. And you got to know the severity of it. And now we're dealing with truth and honesty. And then Mm. what I do is my actions have to determine what's next. Yeah, and it's one thing to say, or to allude to, I miss the good old days when there was a lot more passion and interest. Yep, right. Uh, 
and, and like I said, with the whole age thing, like, I think that we know that we can't help how we age, you know, right. like gray hair and wrinkles are inevitable for us all. Sure. But this is a factor that he does have some level of control over. Yes, he does. He may, you know, yeah. He may feel powerless over it. And the thing that stood out to me is that his loss of motivation surely is a sign of some deeper issues. And that's where I drew the layers is that it sounds like there's maybe some depression. Sure. Could be. I know yep. that, um, I'm not sure what kind of capacity they're serving in in Turkey, but I assume that it's some sort of missionary role. And I remember our years as fundraising missionaries, that it was scary financially. Yep. It was overwhelming. Yep. It was taxing it was work. And if they over there 10 years, yep. it's, it's been 10 years of culture shock. Yep. Um, that I would imagine that maybe they need to look at what is going on in our lives that our health has been in such decline and that the loss of motivation is so prevalent. Right. And, and do some major adjustments need to be changed in their life to sure. bring him to a place of energy and motivation again? Yeah. But I think you get to that point through brutal honesty. Yeah. Because I don't know, there's our field in the counseling world tends to uh, tiptoe around depression and anxiety like there's a fragility associated with that person if they're depressed and there's and mm. if they have anxiety and stuff i don't i come at them full force for you. of like seriously i'm not gonna break you so let's go <laughs> and obviously i'm not i don't have a dog in the fight that is, is a, a spouse you're, you're like let's just slice the elephant in the room and serve it up on a plate seriously <laughs> take it a bite at a but time without fail every time i've done that my clients rise to the occasion That's and, good. because truth is truth and they know it. You, you don't think her husband knows the impact his letting himself go has. Well, He's not oblivious. Sure. And most likely it's impacted his libido in the same way. Possibly. Yep. I mean, I remember Dr. Oz talking about how for every 10 pounds a man gains, he loses a certain number of centimeters of penis length and that it just over time, it impacts your sexual confidence. Okay. It just does. Sure. sure. And yeah. so, because this is, to me, this is not necessarily a white thing. This is a spirit thing. This is the spirit of the humans that are involved right. of, because on the one hand, the caller, she's saying, I've, I've kind of recognized this in my own life, and this is some of the things I want to confront. I want to eat healthier. I want to work out more. And she even emailed, and she in the email she made a comment about how it gets really frustrating when she's working out and she sees him just sitting there. And so, but she needs to keep on that path. Exactly. You keep doing it, but you do it in a spirit. It, it, the, the, what matters to me is what's the spirit of your approach? Is it a, hey, come on, do this? Or is it a, hey, I'm doing this, and you're kind of energetic about, I'm doing this for me. You know, right. You're welcome to join me, but I'm doing this for me. That's what she has to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. She's not doing it for him. She's doing it for herself. Yep. We all know that we feel better when we're not carrying excess weight. Right. Be because There's you can change, you can change the spirit. Well, let me rephrase that. You can change the way you think about somebody, regardless of their physical appearance, when they have adjusted their spirit to which they are conducting themselves. That's the confidence factor. That's the solidness factor that if she, I mean, cause this is the whole thing, Shannon. I mean, you, you, you had a long enough life with Greg that I know you guys had some gridlock things that 
he wanted of you or you wanted of him and you would have fought and fought and fought. And then finally, maybe one day, one of you wakes up and goes, you know what? I think I'm going to actually start doing that. And that little bitty shift is like a bright, sunny day, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. For, For the other person. It's like, whoa. And we haven't accomplished where we were trying to go, but there's the shift in it. And that's what great creates so much energy and hope that keeps us in it. And that's, yeah. that's what I'm calling on is just the whole, if he sees it and all of a sudden, whatever the critical mass is that makes him confront that that's the shift that then it's not about weight. It's about presence and weight is something that's being worked on as a result of that. And as a result of a choice, but you're still feel more confident. We said several times on the show throughout the years of how you conduct yourself is what matters, what you are on the inside is what matters. Doesn't matter what size you are. Right. Right. I mean, I have always said sexy is never about size or shape. It's about attitude. And I was thinking about how some of the sexiest people on the planet are very voluptuous people. And the ones that immediately came to mind is, um, the guy who died recently, he played Tony Soprano on the show, the Sopranos. I don't remember his name, but I just remember seeing him in a movie with Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus and thinking he's a sexy big man. Um, and also Adele, I mean, she's a very voluptuous woman, yep. but her voice and her confidence are very alluring to yep. people. Um, so you get the idea of, I think that if he were in a more solid place, emotionally, internally, the excess weight wouldn't be as big of a sexual turnoff to her. It's very, it's very likely. Package, yep. Probably a package deal. And you're right. There usually is some sort of event that happens in a person's life that kind of awakens them to the need like I think of how for three or four years I've been begging my son to make his weight and his health a priority right and but the thing is is until that person reaches that point of critical mass for themselves (laughs) right there is no amount of harping that will do it but the day that he (laughs) called a, a month ago and said would you guys be willing to help me pay for a gym membership until I land a good enough job to pick up the payments myself it was like hallelujah like he's finally doing it for himself that's the day that that yeah we need to pray for for this guy and you never know where that message comes from as far as how it finally gets through because i'm laughing while you're talking about your son because pam's always pam was always on me about uh some of the different shirts i buy i buy i like them baggy (laughs) right that i like them just the roomier because i just uh, i like the feel of it and she's always, you need to, you need to get, I, I want to get you some custom fit. I want to get, you know, all this kind of stuff because of the professional look and, yeah. and I'm all, oh, yeah, whatever. I'm just kind of blowing her off. And last year's sexy marriage radio getaway, somebody actually put a note in the Q and a box that said, Corey, you're a good looking dude. That seems fairly fit. Why don't you put on some shirts that actually fit you? Why are you swimming around in a <laughs> right. Dallas tent and awning shirt? And- <laughs> And so I'm telling that to Pam and she's like, I know that's what I've been saying all along, but that's what made me go out and change. I got shirts that now fit. And it's like, Pam's like, finally, but it's just that concept of, okay, we can be banging our head against the wall, trying to get it through. And all I can do is hold my ground of saying what's honest for me of, Hey, this is how your choices impact me. You take it into account and you do with it what you choose, but I can't force anything else. And if I add the pressure of, I stay on the course of my health, my weight, my outlook, my, you know, my desires, that usually tips the scale 
towards, all right, now I've got pressure being used the way it needs to be used. Again, no pun intended with the tipping the scale. I was about to say it, but... You knew I'd catch it. We're talking about untipping the scale here. Yeah. But, I mean, because that's what it seems to me is that... So now it comes down to the spirit of our caller saying, how are are you approaching this? How could you phrase it that the secondary hit of, this is going to make you feel undesired. Yeah, that's unavoidable, but it's truth. So how do I say the truth? And not not also go crazy because of it either. Because I could get into this whole, now I'm just going to withhold and I'm going to make a big power move. And, I, and if that's not what your integrity is saying, then don't do that. But it's just, don't do that. how do I yeah. live uh, uh, the truth of what I what's impacting me with the people I live with? Well, and the reality is too, is looking at what you still get from the encounter like noticing that your spouse is sexually appealing to you visually is a very small part of the package deal right. that we get from the experience of feeling our own power and being drawn into that seductive space of exchanging sexual energy and the oxytocin that flows and the just you know the the calmness that you know even the afterglow right. you know, brings right. we we can't lose sight of don't rob yourself from all these benefits just because they don't look the same way in your eyes as they once did. But I definitely say, uh, you know, talking to him about what, what's working for us in life right now and what isn't, because again, it sounds like depression. It sounds like stress. It sounds like anxiety. It sounds like he's eating emotions rather than talking them through and strategizing Mm -hmm. about how to make positive life changes. And again, going back to that, when you feel called onto the mission field by God, you can feel as if, you have to do this, do or die. You might want to pray about, you know, is it God's will and calling for you to stay in a place or a position or a season of life that, that really is eroding away at your health? Maybe so. But I think you can also just be, okay, you know what? When we put, you make the comment of uh, we slice up the elephant in the room and serve it. A lot of times I think the elephant in the room runs so much rampant in the room is because we don't clearly name it. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. say, here's what's Label. really bothering me. Because every, right. every marriage has dynamics of like, you know what? That's unappealing. That's, I don't like that aspect of you. It could just be the fact that you don't know what a clothes hamper is or you don't know. You, <laughs> you think, leave the toilet seat up. Or you think, six, you think six inches of dust is actually good insulation or, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, but those are, okay, so it's one of those like, all right, so how do I confront that? Well. I just say it as cleanly as I can. You know what? This bothers me. This impacts me. I'll still t- I'm still doing what I need to do, and I'll still adjust as I need to. But this just this bothers me. I just want you to know it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And then I see what they shift and and how they respond to that. Because then I could maybe do more pressure or less, or maybe I don't. You know, then I have to make a better a bigger decision. Yeah. But I also think to to do the Oreo cookie approach of, I love you. I've always loved you. I will always love you. I'm just concerned. I don't want you to feel as if this is a, a handwriting on the wall of I'm leaving you or anything like that. I'm finding the courage to talk to you okay. because I would like to inspire change. And I'm not, I, mean, I know that nobody can promise that they'll never do something. Yeah. But I can tell the look of skepticism on yeah, your face. I don't like the, like, or, oh. I don't like the yeah, buts. Um, you know, that where I said it, it's the compliment sandwich, you know, I, yeah, don't, exactly. I don't like that. Because, you don't like it? Well, what's heard? Just bring out the brick. And what's what's heard in that? It. Right? It's just the just the sandwich. The 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 middle of the Oreo is all that's heard, right? It's like you buttered me up, 
and then you blasted me, and then you buttered me back up. Well, I just remember the blast. That's what hurts, <laughs> right? Because to me, the Oreo or the compliment, if you're talking about the beginning of it, should be in how I'm conducting myself already in the marriage. That Look, okay. I'm demonstrating I'm in this. I'm demonstrating I'm here. I'm demonstrating that you are a part of, I'm choosing you. But this yeah. is what bothers me, right? So yeah. I, that's where it's like, all right, it's an integrity thing as far as a congruence of the entirety of how I do my life, not just that one conversation. Yeah. Because married life is lots that. of conversations. I can also just see that women will feel the need to sandwich it. Fine. Between a couple of yeah, I get it. And this is adjusted to each person, but it's just, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. It's, that's just a preference. It's kind of like, all right, yeah. it's semantic, but uh, it, to me, it's the whole concept of how do I just make sure I'm controlling my hula hoop, you know, or how do I right. control me and knowing I can bring influence to a person, but that's as far as it goes. Cause that leads to an email we've got that we can kind of steer towards exactly. the end of the show. I, I was going to say, this really leads into this whole priming the pump conversation <laughs> right, that we which, were going to have today too. Which was, it just came into the inbox and it just said, have, I, have we ever done a show on how the low desire or the lower desire can prime the pump of desire? Cause I know it's the high desires responsibility to live a life that inspires desire. And even though I try 100% to do that, I still feel like I'm not successful. In fact, I've tried I've letting I've let go of trying to impress my wife and instead live my life each day as if so if I would suddenly pass I would hear the words well done good and faithful servant. Leading a life trying to inspire desire made me feel like a slave to the lower desire partner and led to frustration when my best wasn't ever good enough to get what I want, a robust, adventurous, playful sexual relationship with my wife. I know I need to control what I have control over, but I still I feel the same goes for the lower desire spouse. I don't think the, the lower desire spouse to see the importance of priming the pump so the well isn't dry. It's <sighs> a great analogy. <laughs> it priming is priming the pump so the well isn't dry. It is, but it's still the the problem is this is framed in the higher desire format. Mm-hmm. It's coming from the higher desire partner as if, all right. I could make influence to change the lower desires, you know, field or so that they would prime the pump. And that's the same kind of thing of how do I get my partner to lose weight? Well, I stand my ground. (laughs) I live a life that is hopefully at the end. I hear well done, good and faithful servant. That is that it's inspiring as I deem it, not necessarily as she deems it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I mean, this is a tough one this, because it is, it is. Uh, I mean, what comes to mind for me, the first thing I thought of is I think that it's important for lower desire spouses to identify, am I someone who is, who needs a plan, who needs to know what's coming or am I someone who needs spontaneity? Because I've worked with both types of clients. There are yep. some people that, you know, I just, I need to know what's coming down the pike so I can be ready and brace myself type of a thing and that they can work themselves into that state of at least willingness. Whereas other people have been like, I don't always want to feel as if it's orchestrated or mapped out. Right. I want spontaneity. And so determining that about yourself, it would probably be helpful for the spouse to also determine that about their mate. Um, and I mean, I would think that the, really the only thing that the higher desire partner can do is make sure that the lower desire partner has some time to work themselves into that state. So whether that's you take the kids and put them to bed that night or give them baths or help them with homework and, and communicate that, you know, Hey, I'm going to do this 
Okay. If you'd be willing to do this, I'd love to meet you in bed and, and, you know, we can have some, some sexy time together. Um, and also the notion of preparing. I, I just think that women, especially they want to feel prepared for an intimate encounter. And so, you know, take the time to take your bubble bath and to take care of hygiene and shave your legs and put on some sexy panties and maybe even do that before you go pick up the kids from school at three o'clock. So that by the time your husband gets home at six, it's not an automatic, no, I haven't, I'm not clean down there and I'm wearing granny panties and you, like you don't feel sexy, but if okay. she does something earlier in the day to feel sexy, maybe that's not such a steep mountain to climb in her mind. Yeah. There is the element of how do you prepare yourself? How do you have that at least as a thought process? Um, throughout the day maybe but then there's also that element to me with and this is the message i guess more to the higher desire partner how how do you determine what does prime the pump mean does that mean she initiates or does that mean she's responsive because there's two dramatically different things right. in those in those paths because i do believe i mean i'm married to a woman that it's very, very likely, especially during this time of season with taxes, sex doesn't cross her mind at all. It's just not even on the radar. But right. over the years, I've discovered she's responsive, though, if I'll get out of my own way and realize my job of being a lead in that aspect of our marriage, she's okay with it. And sometimes I got to give her preparatory timing to say, hey, tonight, here you go. This is what's going on. Sometimes Could be can, sex happening, whether you're there or not. Sometimes that can happen too. Or sometimes I can use the classic, Hey, can I interest you in a little bit of mediocre to moderate level sex tonight? And you know, but it's just, it's realizing I have to challenge my view of what I want from my lower desire partner and mm -hmm. realize, okay, the, the whole, she's going to take the lead and be very, very aggressive and adventurous and stuff. There's glimpses. It's not her wiring. And I think to some degree, some of us nice guy men have fallen victim to thinking that's what our wife is. And that's the penultimate of a good, vibrant, sexy marriage. And no, I think a good, vibrant, sexy marriage is two people where one person leads and the other responds. And that right. changes times. But it's, it's also, that's the, that's the way it goes. One where lines of communication are somewhat open in that ex desires can be expressed right. and reciprocated. And yeah, I, I don't get too heavily into the, it doesn't matter who initiates yeah. it, 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 it's it, as long as it's happening. Right. It, yeah. And I, as long I, as I you that, change it up. I mean, if you're wanting adventurous, this is what I hear from a lot of guys, like in the mastermind groups that I run, I'll hear, I'm wanting a more adventure. And I'm like, okay, well, do you lead it towards that? Or are you hoping she will run with it and make it adventurous? And most of the time it's like, I'm sitting back hoping she'll, She'll right. add the adventure. He can't read his mind, though. Definition of adventure for her may be totally different from the definition of adventure for him. Right. Yeah. But it's still that but idea. I go, back to, go I go back to the word seasonal. Like for you and Pam, okay. you know that tax season is going to be a taxing season, yeah. sexually and emotionally on your marriage because yeah. of the time restraints and stuff and seasons of mothering. And they're just different seasons of marriage, some which are shorter and some of which are longer. But just remember to take an aerial view yeah. of the relationship periodically and remember why you fell in love with that person and why you want to spend the rest of your life with that person. And don't get too hung up on seasonal disillusionments or disappointments. 
but I, I, I so encourage people to take ownership of their desires, but you just, you can't control the other person. You can't make them have the same desire as you. Right. You just can't. Well, this is, let me, let's kind of wrap it up with this because he makes the comment of trying to live a life that inspires desire. And that's something you've, you've kind of coined somewhat. Inspire on, instead of I require. Want, right, I want to inspire rather than require. I want to, I want to change that caveat slightly to not inspire desire, but inspire response. I'll take it because I think sometimes that's the dynamic because it's not on their radar. It's not just underneath the surface, like lava trying to get through to bubble up. It's just there and it can be tapped into, but that's how it happens is it's got to be tapped into. And so sometimes then I have to get out of my own way and my thought process of how I think it should go and challenge myself to go. Maybe I need to be more directive. Maybe I need to be more upfront. Maybe I need to be more intentional in announcing intentions and not asking questions. Maybe I need to just set a stage and follow Esther Perel's idea of orgasms or foreplay starts after orgasm because I'm setting up the next one. And, mm-hmm. and I just make it part of my lifestyle to where I blurt. That was what Dr. Glover mentioned, the comment. And lots of the guys in the mastermind are like, I love that idea of just kind of... <laughs> If just, I could only blurt with freedom. Right. And <laughs> but it's just but it's just that idea of that sometimes I gotta just look at my playing field better and that's the game changer. And I think maybe yeah. maybe that helps. Is isn't that what the coaches do in the locker room? Play the tapes, look at the aerial view of what was happening on the field, all that jazz. Yeah. Sure. I mean, because it's because there's the elements of um All right, we've got a life together because this is a guy that's emailed several times over the history of Sexy Marriage Radio, which thank you for that. Um, Yeah. And so I know he's been shifting and trying and all these different things. And so sometimes it really does come down to, just like we did with the caller, am I examining my spirit of approach? Am I examining the way I'm conducting myself so that I am living a life that does have the likelihood of well done, good and faithful servant? I I love that phrase work, phraseology. But am I also speaking truth? Am I also saying, you know what? This is what I'm really looking for. This is, the, this is what's bothering me. And then I still continue my path rather than holding back and trying to manipulate or make it happen, which I can't control anyway. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, these are deeper ones because when you're talking about trying to you know, move things that are immovable sometimes, it's really powerless you can't feeling. Con- trying yeah. to have control over things you can't control. Well, this has yep. been Sexy Marriage Radio. You have control over letting us know what you think, though. Feedback at SexyMarriageRadio.com or 214-702-9565. We'll see you next time. We love you for listening.